Hey, yo, say hello to the back. Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel bad. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Just old, old Petro. The world is listening. Gee, I hope nobody is taping this. Five, four, three, two, one. This is the open book. Yes! 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 What? Your one-stop audio library for all things entertainment, video games, and the open book event. Tell me he didn't just say that. What? I know how to push your buttons too. I see everything you're going to do from a mile away. With your host, the sensational sequel, Sean. Spider Pig, Spider Pig, does whatever a spider pig does. Can he swing from a web? No, we can't. He's a pig. Look out, he is a spider pig. And Ashley is my name. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond, 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 Bond. Game's Bond. The lesson is about to begin. Here's Sean and Ashley. Did you see that coming? It's time! What? This day when I knocked your ass back to Gandalf the Great. Shut your status, they call me headmaster, you're nothing. Nice staff, you compensating for something? I prefer the company of wizards and I'm proud of it. You try to win your battles with two fat hobbits. You think your hairy toed friends are gonna harm me? Wait till they get a taste of Dumbledore's army. Do not take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks. I don't give a fuck about your order of phoenix. I'll tie a new knot to your beard with your wrinkly balls. For I am the one rapper to rule them all! Your spells are a joke, not funny ones either. Mine's a moria? Ha! More like mind them and see ya! I'll expect all my patronum on your face, you little snitch! And when I finish, I'm a blind like it's Quidditch! Hold on! Hold them! Judas! 
What is up, people? This, of course, is a sensational sequel, sensational spoiler. The one of the voices of the voices right here on the SNS Radio Network. I am the sensational Sean. You are listening to the open book, of course, right here, as I said, on the SNS Radio Network. I am pumped tonight. I mean, I don't know why. It's just a crazy, oh, maybe it's because I keep reading the Facebook page. That might be why. Not even our Facebook page, but somebody else's Facebook page. It just keeps me going and going and going. It's one of those things. Of course, I'm not by myself. I need to calm down. Uh, Of course, I'm not by myself. I am with my co-host. Of course, he is the British bastard, the host of the whole indie show. Let me bring him out. He is Ashley. What is up tonight? I didn't know my Facebook page was that active. Wow. Well, it ain't your Facebook page either. So, oh, yeah. Not even your, not even your, not even your uh, Twitter. No, don't care about Twitter. And since I just finished Twitter, L Train did post his Twitter, but nothing funny with it today. So I'm not worried about it. Serious <laughs> face. Yeah, serious face today. Um, wow, it, it's it's a pretty crazy week. I mean, we've got a huge. Uh, I know Brass Eye. I do want to go ahead and preface this right now. Disclaimer: If we have, uh, if Brassley loses power, we lose the show, guys. So don't worry if you lose stream all of a sudden. It might be because Brassley's lost power. Uh, something's happened there. So just be careful. If you're up in the northern parts of uh, the U.S., you're getting a lot of snow, a lot of ice, a lot of everything. So be careful up there, Bronx. If you're listening, brother, be safe. I know y'all are getting pounded right now. I know Brass Eye is getting a little, getting hardcore. So, definitely want to, uh, hope you guys are okay. Um, the song you guys just heard is the Epic Rap Battle, of course. We just had Gandalf versus Dumbledore. And we have our, we're supposed to be getting new ones to start the 11th. Uh, which is Monday. Which, we don't know who it's going to be. I'm kind of interested. I really, they've got a lot of people they are still holding back, not using. And there's rumors that they have a third uh, uh, Darth Vader versus Hitler lined up, which is interesting. From the tease that they did for the last one, there is somebody female involved with this one. And from her appearance, it kind of looks like it could be Britney Spears. (laughs) Britney Spears versus Justin, Britney Spears versus Christian Allen. It's going to be a good one if it is. It's going to be a good one if it is. And yes, Brass, I just hit the nail on the head. This Facebook page that I'm reading constantly is just absolutely crazy because the person who's in charge of it is an absolutely stupid idiot. I don't really want to curse tonight. I don't, I don't really want to curse. It's just completely and utterly idiotic that the stuff that's spewing out of her mouth. Uh, oh, well. Um, so, this is the open book. First segment. Yeah, I'm going to leave that to you, Brass. I will straight up leave that to you. No problems on that. Um, first segment is wrestling. So, I do have some wrestling stuff I want to talk about. Um, that's interesting. Okay. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, Disney. Sir Owen. Disney. Yeah, whatever. Um, Sir Owen, yeah, possibly. It it could be. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, that would be an interesting one to do. But we'll have to see. Monday's coming up pretty fast. Uh, 
I don't really want to talk about the whole thing that's going on, on the Facebook page too much. I just want to leave that to itself. I may take a look at it, see what's going on here and there. But uh, there's a few things I do want to talk about tonight. And one of them is, of course, the um, the Hall of Fame, the 2013 Hall of Fame. So, I mean, it's just, I want to talk about one of those. And I also want to talk about the new contract that was signed by Jeff Hardy. I, I, I'm just really confused by that. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, let's talk about... <laughs> okay, I got, I, got, I got to say this. Um, a buddy of mine just posted something. He said, saw a pretty nice response to a forum I frequent when talking about the difficulty settings of video games. If I were ever to make a game, you bet my settings would be very easy, easy, normal, Hard, very hard, extreme, impossible, Chuck Norris, and Asian. That's kind of funny. I like what that. The European extreme. Sorry, that's a Metal Gear Solid reference. Ha ha ha, not really funny. Um, <laughs> let us jump into the Hall of Fame class. I mean, so far, this week had to be the biggest announcement so far. I mean, do you not agree? It's something that I thought I'd never see. Um, this week, they announced that Bruto's, Bruno San Martino... Bruto? What the hell? Um, <laughs> Burrito San Martino. No, Bruto. I said Bruto. I'm like, when did he go... <laughs> I was going to say Burrito. The Italian who likes his enchiladas. No. Um, they announced that Bruno San Martino is the newest inductee of the Hall of Fame. That's, it, it's crazy. And I didn't get to see the announcement myself. I actually went back and rewatched the, uh, the announcement. One of the biggest things I saw was the crowd. I hadn't seen the, the crowd stand up like this for anybody who'd be announced. There were a lot of adults that stood up and were applauding. And I felt very proud as a as a as a wrestling fan, as a WWE fan, I felt very proud of the fact that these people were standing up and applauding one of the greatest in not even not even WWF history, but wrestling history alone, one of the longest reigning champions ever is just. Think- I think the place where it was kind of helped because you were in Atlanta, Georgia. It's not even that. I mean, it's more so. I mean, we can have. I mean, it it could. I mean, it was, of course, in Atlanta, Georgia. But it's the fact that it could have been anywhere else, and I'm sure that it would have been the same thing. People would have been standing up and applauding. I mean, it's just absolutely phenomenal that these fans were there. And I believe WWE also released a uh, interview that they had with um, with San Martino, Bruno, had, and Triple H. And Triple H. I haven't had a chance. How was that interview? Very interesting. You can kind of see that, it, you know, the fact that maybe because it's gone more PG now that he's interested, but the fact that. Uh, Triple H was willing to drop everything to fly out to Bruno's home to discuss it with him. 
I think tells you how... I think this is kind of like phase... The continuation or the second phase or whatever of Triple H's gradual control of the company. Don't get me wrong, Vince will be there until the day he dies. <laughs> but Triple H is starting to do more and more of some of the big moves. Bring in the indie talent. Bring in the indie trainers like Del Rey. And now yeah. he's managing to get deals like this. I'm just wondering in the next few years, is he trying to get Ultimate Warrior? Because remember, he did fight him at WrestleMania 13. Well, I think Warrior was actually is back on good terms with the WWE. I think he's back on good terms with everyone except for Vince. I mean, I do remember a conversation that was released saying that him and Vince sat down and they had, I mean, they had people around them, but it was a little bit more social. It was more of them just talking, kind of BSing a little bit. So I'm, I think in the next few years we could see, um, we could see Vince or not Vince, uh, Ultimate Warrior being inducted. I think it's just down the road. I don't think it's too far away. I mean, we don't know where next year's um, WrestleMania is going to be. Well, we we don't know yet. Where's it going to be? Apparently, some radio stations in New Orleans has already blurted it out, despite the fact it's still got to be confirmed a week on Sunday. Well, I mean, technically, they could be wrong. Because apparently it's still going back and forth between uh, Madison Square Garden and um, New Orleans. I mean, they could change it at the last second and say, hey, we're going to Arizona. The problem is with the Garden, you're going back basically the same place twice in a row. Which, in the modern era, is different to when it was done for WrestleMania 4 and 5. Well, it's not so much that. It's more so that you're keeping a legacy. You're keeping uh, the first one at, Re- at Madison Square Garden. Number 10, Madison Square Garden. 20, Madison Square Garden. 30, Madison Square Garden. It should stay that legacy. It should never change unless the Madison Square Garden gets pulled down. I really think they should continue with the garden. They should definitely... They, they, they have to be at the garden. I don't think that anyone else... See, I think... I think New Orleans is actually over G1 because I think the last big four pay-per-view that they had was the Royal Rumble in 2001. Which I understand. I do understand. I do want to give New Orleans their shot. But I don't feel that they deserve a zero. I don't... I mean, I'm not a a zero pay-per-view. I have a a, a legacy pay-per-view. A major pay-per-view as a WrestleMania 30. Only those deserve to go to the real places. Madison Square Garden. Um, one of the big... Uh, or heck, Wimbledon in the UK. Those places, the biggest places out there. And it's just you mean Wembley, not Wimbledon. Wembley, I'm sorry. Um, Wembley. I just It's one of those things where they need to have the biggest ones in the legacy places. And Madison Square Garden is that one where they don't need to take away the zeros um, away from that. They don't need to take away... I mean, I want to I see them keep the legacy. But, for all I know, 
it could be one of those things where they take it, they do change it, and it would be stupid, but oh well. I think you've got enough of legacy. In fact, in the fact that this is the first time since WrestleMania 20 that people are actually going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame, arguably the home of WWE's Hall of Fame at the minute, because that's where the company made all its money back in the early days. True, true. And I think that... I mean, they're even talking when in the chat a little bit, uh, the different places. I mean, I would love to see... I mean, for the... Oh God! Um, I would love to see the UK get another SummerSlam because we could have it. We could definitely see another match like Hart versus Bulldog. We could have um, somebody posted a second ago. Where was it? Uh, Sheamus versus Barrett. I could see that. I could see that match being one of the biggest matches. Uh, Sir Owen Disney said it. Um, I mean, it would be awesome to see them do another pay-per-view. The only problem is, for us over here, is we would have to be there. We would have to be in front of our TVs. Uh, what time is it there? 4, 4 a.m.? Well, no, the fact is, if let's say if you did a show at 8 o'clock in the evening our time, mm-hmm. it would be 3 in the afternoon Eastern. Right, and that's what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out what the time difference is and how far back we would have to go. And considering I mean, it's PG era, it's not like there's going to be any hardcore violence. Well, I mean, you never know, and that's the thing. You never know what's going to happen on a pay-per-view. Considering how much violence you saw at last weekend's Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of fights. There was a lot of fights. Yeah. I was very surprised by that. We were actually counting the fights out uh, here. And I was like, I even put it on Facebook. I was like, how many fights are we going to have tonight? Oh, there's fight one. There's fight two. I just stopped counting. After four, I stopped counting. I was like, there's this, this is not funny. And then, of course, you had Bane come out and battle on me. I'm sorry. They, they didn't show Bane. <laughs> uh, the obviously had such a sweet voice. Okay, you can stop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where... I would love to see the UK get another pay-per-view and where we could actually have a huge main event for the UK audience. I mean, Barrett and Sheamus, a, a huge match. Intercontinental title could be, they could do a hour-long Ironman match, and I think they could pull off one of the best matches ever. I mean, there's so many matches that they could do just for the UK audience. That would be awesome. Um, but we're off topic a little bit. Uh, I mean, well, let me, let me pull back to that. Where do you think? I mean, you. I want to see. I want to see one in in Wembley. Let's talk Wembley. Who would be the? What would be the, paper, the main event? What would be the big big part of it? Of the cast we have right now. I'm tempted because of all the indie marks that there are over here that do follow and stuff. If Punk Brian happened, they would go crazy. So not even... So you don't think if they had a Seamus Barrett match, that would be... Well, that, I'm thinking SmackDown. And Cena's already told us SmackDown is the inferior brand. 
Well, I'm, I don't care what scene this is. I mean, we're, going, <laughs> we're going all brands. We're going completely. We're going to go 100% balls to the wall with this. We're going to have, let's, I mean, I know this is very unorthodox for us right now. Let's do a card. Let's do a five five card. What are the matches that you could see? I mean, we're going to have our Intercontinental Championship. We're going to have a U.S. Championship. We're going to have our Tag Team Championships. Who would be in those matches? I mean, I can only guess what what who what who would be. I mean, they're throwing out ideas in the chat. Regal versus Cesaro is a huge match. I could definitely see that happening in a passing of the torch for the U.S. title. That would be a huge match. I would love to see Regal come out and just go completely at it with Cesaro and in the end get hit by the neutralizer and it finishes. I'd just love it if they just randomly put, let's say if they did do WrestleMania at Wembley, it's like this year it's Sting versus Undertaker and America would be like, God damn it! That won't happen. That would not happen at all. It would be, it would be one of those things where we'd be like, are you serious? Or are you serious? But no, I mean, I mean, let's let's look at this straight out of the box. Um, tag teams, tag team match. Who would possibly be the tag team match out of everybody on the on the roster? Let's not even look at the current tag team champions. Let's just throw whoever the champions are out. What what could be the title match? What could be that match? I mean, let's go straight at this. Would would it be Team Hell No? Would I don't I don't think Team Hell No. I think it would be, um, wow. I'm trying to think of tag teams. I'm tempted to say Rollins and Ambrose. Okay. Versus a team like uh, I can't remember his name that he's being used as, but Pack. You know, from the Indies. Okay, yeah, that's what they were... obviously have a British following, but then somebody else, like Brian, you, you, you need something which is like a technical mix, a uh, high-flying mix. Kings obviously. of Wrestling. I mean, there it is right there in chat. They're saying Kings of Wrestling. I don't know who the members of King Wrestling are. That's my problem. Well, I it's uh, Cesaro and Cassius Ono. I mean, Adrian, Adrian Neville, there you go. I think that would be a good choice. I mean, Ambrose and Rollins versus um, Ono, or uh, Adrian Neville and uh, Cesaro. I mean, that sounds like a good good choice. I mean, there's that's great. Okay, let's jump from that match. Let's go to your Intercontinental Championship. You've got, I mean, you have Wade Barrett holding title. Let's take that title away from Barrett. Who could you see in that match? Does something like that, I'd be tempted to kind of say Kofi Kingston versus El Generica. Okay. I could I could see that happening because I do see them pulling... I don't see them keeping Generico in the mid-card or the uh, the under underside very long. I see him coming up pretty fast. Because uh, his skill alone will help him push up there, and then I think he's ready for the main card after about four, maybe seven months of under under stuff, the under underside. So, okay, um, so Generico versus Kingston for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, United States Championship. 
take the title away from Cesaro, who do you got? Um, Swagger, probably, versus... I'd like to see like Swagger versus Bo Dallas because I think he 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 obviously won't be moving up to the top tier just yet. But perhaps not Bo Dallas, but somebody from NXT that I can't think of at the minute. Possibly uh, Bray Wyatt or something like that. Sorry. Um. So Swagger against Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I can see that one. I mean, it's Bray the Wyatt's doing a good job. looking so far ahead that it's yeah. hard to tell who would become. I'd like, to, to be quite honest, if it did happen and it went heel face appropriately, McIntyre versus Swagger would be a good one. I think that would be a good match. Mm. Um, McIntyre versus Swagger would be an awesome match. And I gotta say, I know a lot of people were crapping on Swagger right now. I think when I saw him, I think it was Monday, he did a match. He looked amazing. He looked absolutely amazing. He, he came out there and just went to town, dominated like he should have, like he should have been doing before. He did an amazing job. I was very happy to see that. I'm writing all these down, by the way, so give me – I apologize. Um – if you've got to have that that power card, that um, that one match, not even a uh, title match, a just out there match that you have between two power superstars, who would it be? I'm tempted to say something along the lines of if he's still there, Brock Lesnar. Okay. Versus if they build him right, Biggie Langston. Uh, see, I don't agree with that one. You've got. Two, I, I honestly got. think Ryback could happen at Mania. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know. I, you've got two big guys. I don't think it would work. Work well. Plus, with a smart crowd, they remember what had happened at WrestleMania twenty. Right. So I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that. Um. I see. I don't agree with Anthony in chat. He says Cena versus Taker. I don't even want to see that. Uh, if Taker's going to go in there, I'd have to say Taker versus Rock. If we're doing a big match for the UK crowd, I think Taker versus Rock would be a huge match. I mean, do you do you, do you disagree? No, it'd be a big match. I'd I'd, I'd pull something of a curveball because. They've had great matches in the past, but never in the UK properly. If you did something like Cena versus Punk. Okay. And put that there. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be throwing out names multiple times probably over this and the, the titles, but I'd like to see something like that. Or even if you were going to have Taker, really swerve it and have him take on Dolph Ziggler. I think... Taker versus Ziggler would actually be a good match. I think Ziggler would actually sell very well to um, 
Undertaker and do very well. Okay. And then you've got to have the big main event title match. The big world heavyweight title match. Let's just go with one world title. We've we've fused them together. We've got two, one, one title now. Who's in it? He's a bit too young, but I'd like to see Adam Cole in there in the next couple of years. Because okay. I honestly think he's already ready. And in that essence, if you put him against another Ring of Honor long-timer like Daniel Bryan, like Punk, like... Ugh, I'm trying to think who else they could be interested in. I'd like to see Cole... Cole probably would be at that time if they do have a show. He'll probably be at the US or Intercontinental. But I think he's doing such a good job in CZW and Ring of Honor and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla and pretty much every other show that he's on. He deserves, if he does get a shot at WWE, I think he deserves to actually be possibly fast-tracked to the world title because they did it for okay. Sheamus and it did well for him. Hold on, hold on. We're talking current WWE NXT roster. Let's, let's stick to what we got. Well, considering he had a tryout last week, I'm just leaving things open. But we're not we're not saying he's there though. We're not saying that he's there. We don't know if he's there or not. Yeah, but so we're looking we into the future. You have to take we, that. We into are, account. but we're looking at the roster right now. From right now's perspective. Let's let's go with the right now perspective. Come on. Stay with me here. I had you for a little bit and then you went crazy on me. So let's let's stay right here. Uh let's swerve it and let's say Paige versus Natty Nightheart. No. Um, For the world title, yeah. Yeah. Do you value it even more on SmackDown? <laughs> yeah, SmackDown, I, honestly, if you if you wanted to do a British kind of thing, yeah, it would kind of make sense to do Sheamus and Barrett and... I don't think there's anybody really British that's probably coming up enough in order to do that, but if you wanted to do something that's spectacle and would be a very good match as well. Possibly Del Rio versus Brian in some sort of submission match. Ultimate uh, ultimate submission match ultimate where basically it's an Iron Man match uh, for the title. I could actually see that. Okay. We have gotten so far off topic here, by the way. Yeah, we were supposed to be talking about Hall of Fame, and from what I remember from the write-up, who could be going in the Hall of Fame, with which, considering they want to make a celebrity wing, two names stand out. Okay. One mentioned already in chat is uh, Cindy Lauper. Right. The other one is Mr. T. Because clearly they're going for Madison Square Garden moments. Thought he was already in. Hmm. Oh, Mike huh. Tyson is. You're right. Mike Tyson is. Huh. Interesting. I already thought. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, Smith, um, if he gets inducted, that'll be the second Rocky Free Star that's been inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, I, I'm looking at the list. I forgot how many people were actually in the WWE. Uh, Hall of Fame. 
That's kind of crazy. The Baron? Oh, man, I forgot he was in there. I'm sorry, I just got completely caught off guard by this. Um, as far as going in, uh, Cindy Lauper, yes. Mr. T, yes. Um, there was rumors even of the possibility of uh, them doing the Madison Square Garden Arena. Here to accept the award is a brick. Well, no, I mean, you could have, you could have, um, the owners or somebody who was originally there, Howard Finkel alone could come out and accept it for the, for them. I mean, you could have somebody come out and say, we, we do appreciate this. We, we take this and it will be always, always loved. I mean, I don't know. I think if we could, I mean, if it's possible, it would be cool to see that. But, I mean, it's just one of those things. I think they could do it, and they should do it, but I don't know. Um, who else wrestling-wise? There was, I mean, I'm looking at this list. We've got the possibility of a faction going in. I mean, we've got the possibility of... of um, that's interesting. I did not know the Valent Brothers were in the Hall of Fame. And they were inducted by the British Bulldog and Owen Hart. That is interesting. I did not know that. Um, sorry. There's there's the possibility of DX going in. Or there's a possibility of the Click going in. I don't think that the Click should go in. Because the Click was not really a faction. The Click was what Shawn Michaels called... The crowd, his 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 fans. It was called. It was the group that was basically. It wasn't really well, that, a group. The, the click. The click was the backstage group that wasn't supposed to be known about. Right. But because because Sean kept mentioning it. They on WWE, well WWF TV as it was, they basically referenced to it as the being the fans to try and cover up the fact that all these heels and faces were actually really good friends with each other, you know, behind yeah. the curtain. And, I mean, that's one of the more funny things is, if people, when I was growing up, okay, let me, let me go and do this. When I was growing up, I was a huge fan. I used to know a lot of the old school wrestlers, uh, Barbarian, uh, Ricky Morton. A lot of them, I would be around them in the fall because I would get the chance to see them wrestle at the fair. They would come in early, look, uh, build the ring up, make the ring, go ahead and get it ready. I used to see all these guys who were supposed to be facing each other that week out there talking, joking around, high-fiving. That completely threw me off. And then when I got older, when I got older, I, I understood what was going on. They weren't really enemies in real life. And, I mean, it became that one thing where it got me really more into wrestling because um, who was it? I think it was Barbarian and somebody else were doing cage matches. Uh, they would go to one place, do a cage match, and then they would actually ride to the next event together. And they would actually drop uh, one of the gentlemen off at the gate, and the other one would drive into the area to make it seem like they weren't um, 
they weren't together. So it was one of those things where it completely caught me off guard. And when I heard about the original name for the click, why it was, it was one of those things where I was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. The, the curtain was pulled down on my young eyes early on in wrestling. It was funny. And yes, Sir Owen Disney hits the nail on the head. The first time you walk into a locker room, your opinion changes from when you were just a fan. It does. It changes completely. I was completely thrown off. I walked into one of the locker rooms where the Barbarian, Ricky Morton, Bobby Eaton, and several of the other guys were all just hanging out, laughing, joking around. I was kind of like, aren't you all supposed to be fighting in a little while? What? What? So it's just one of those things. I mean, that made me love wrestling even more because then I didn't know the difference between uh, what the what the terms were. I just knew there were bad guys and there were good guys. And they used to keep them separated. Uh, during the show, they were separated. And then before and after the show, they were together. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Um... Who else do you think, let's get back to the topic at hand, who else do you think could be going into the Hall of Fame this year? I mean, let's get away One from... The name that was circulating around was Kamala. Right, Kamala. I would like to see Kamala go in. Who else? Uh, see, this, this, the thing is, I'm, I'm still trying to think to Madison Square Garden at the moment. And... Kind of classic people. I'm trying to think back to some of the old like house shows they'd have had back in the day. But I think every WWF champion that they've had now, up to <coughs> Randy Savage, has now been inducted. I think. What? Well, I think Stan Stasiak's in and Ivan Koloff. Okay, let me let me take a look real quick. Let me tell you exactly who is in. I'm going to go down and actually tell you everybody who is in. Andre the Giant, Arnold Scotland, Bobo Brazil, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, Chief J Strongbow, Classy Freddy Blast, Gorilla Monsoon, James Dudley, who was the first African-American to run a major arena in the United States. I didn't know that. Um, Antonio Rocca, Big Cat Ernie Ladd, George Animal Steel, Ivan Putsky, The Fabulous Mula, The Grand, the grand Wizard, Pedro Morales, Baron Mickle, I can't say his last name, I apologize, uh, Captain Lou Albano, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, Johnny Rods, uh, Killer Kowalski, which, um, which who was inducted by Triple H, of course, Pat Patterson, Vincent J. McMahon, Big John Studd, Don Morocco, Greg the Hammer Valentine, Holly Race, Jesse the Body of Ventura, Junkyard Dog, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Superstar Billy Graham, Tito Santana, um, Bobby the Brain Heenan, Pete Rose, Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper, Bob Orton, Jimmy Hart, Paul Orndorff, Nikolai Koloff, The Iron Sheik. <laughs> I forgot he went in, actually. Um, Brett the Hitman Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Mean Gene Oakland, Sensational Sherry, Vern Gagne, Mr. USA, Tony Alice, William the Refri Refrigerator Perry, American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Mr. Perfect, Jerry the King Lawler, Nick Bockwinkle, Mr. Fuji, The Sheik, uh, Jim Ross, Ric Flair, 
uh, Peter Maivia, Rocky Johnson, May Young, Eddie Graham, Gordon Soley, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Cowboy Bill Watts, uh, Howard Finkel, Coco Beware, The Million Dollar Man, Antonio Inoki, Wendy Richter, Mad Dog Bashan, Gorgeous George, Stu Hart, Bob Uecker, uh, The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Bullet Bomb Armstrong, Sonny, Drew Carey, Abdul the Butcher, Edge, Ron Simmons, Yokozuna, Mike Tyson, and Mil, Mil Mascars. There's the entire list. Huh? Apologies to anybody listening that fell asleep during that. Oh, fuck you. Is, uh, I'm actually looking, and out of the everyone from the very first champion, Buddy Rogers, through to uh, when Randy Savage won it at WrestleMania 4, by the looks of it, only Ivan Koloff hasn't been inducted yet. What I want to know is, between 1996 and 2004, why was there no inductions into the Hall of Fame? So they didn't do it. Why, though? I mean, you do it for so long, and then you stop? Just randomly? Well, they, they did it for Andre the Giant, and then they decided to make a thing of it for a few years. But at the time, I think they did the Hall of Fame, like, in December. Hmm, okay. When they tied it in from WrestleMania 20 to the night before WrestleMania, which, of course, because it was the 20th anniversary of WrestleMania at that time, it had a bit more significance, so... Yeah. Um, Ivan Koloff will be good. I could see Ivan Koloff going in. I uh, know he's... Is he still alive? I think so. It's, uh... Whether there'll be any bitterness between him and uh, Bruno, though, is I'm not sure because I, I think wasn't it Koloff that broke uh, San Martino's like leg, and with it, it was like three months later, despite the fact he was injured in such a bad way, Bruno came back. I don't know. You know what? I'm actually going to drive to his house. I did not know. He lived an hour and a half, two hours away from me. There you go. I'm completely not kidding. He is a he lives in Winterville, North Carolina, which is like two hours away. That's crazy. Um, because of he's actually a ordained minister. I mean, he's actually a born again Christian. He may have asked for forgiveness already. He may have been like, "Hey, I, I'm sorry it happened." If he does, I don't think he did though. I don't see anything here about him hurting anybody, breaking anybody in half. Um, I could be wrong there. That's crazy, though. I didn't know he was... He lived in North Carolina. Interesting. Should we quickly... Do you want to quickly mention the TNA? Uh, oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> We're having so much fun getting off topic here. Um, yeah, let's jump into this whole thing. Uh, it was wide, widespread speculation that there was a possibility. Oh, there's a new post. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's an interesting post. Sorry, guys. Um, there's wide, there was widespread specula speculation that... Jeff Hardy could be could have been going back to the WWE. Almost said F. WWE. Uh, 
they WWE started posting. Uh, hey, he was part of the alum alumni. He was. They were started showing his matches again. Um, and then last night during the Bellator MMA fights, Dixie Carter actually got on. Did she get in the octagon or did she do it from the side? No, they were in cage side. I was about to say, if she got in the octagon, I would have been surprised. Um, <laughs> she did it from ringside. She announced that Jeff Hardy had signed a new deal that he would be staying until 2015. A long-term deal. Really long-term? Two years? Well, that's, that's long-term. That's long-term. So... With him staying, he... I, I want to say it like this. He screwed up. He should have went to WWE. They, he, everybody talks about how they have time now. Or they used to have time to go do whatever they wanted to do all this stuff because they taped Impact like four weeks in advance. Four shows in like a week. And then you had all this time to go do whatever you wanted. Then you had a pay-per-view. Great. Awesome whatever. Now, you're going live every week. You're going to be on the road just like WWE is. You're going to be out there every week doing this stuff. You don't have as much time as you used to. So, what are you going to do? Um, I don't think... Hardy Hardy said that he loved TNA because he actually let him work on his music. I'm sure that Vince will look at you and like, yeah, you know what? You want this kind of deal with these days off? Here's the money. We're good to go. We'll take it. Peace. Go do go do what you need to do. Hardy screwed up in my mind and should have gone back to the E. Should have gone back to doing exactly what he used to do, which was go out there and show everybody why you made ladder matches, why you made high flying back in the WWE. And I really think that he could have come back and had a huge SummerSlam event with Punk. Punk versus Jeff Hardy. Re- restarting the entire feud. So, I really think Jeff, they, Jeff Hardy screwed up here. I think he got it. He, I, I really want to think that he had a huge deal with WWE signed up. And then Dixie threw some more cash at him. And said, here you go, take this, we want you back. Or maybe, what if he went to the E and he did a drug test and he failed? <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, uh, what you if have that such happened? faith in him. Huh? You have such faith in him. No, I mean, I think he's clean. I want to I wanna say he's clean. But what so if... Why do you want him to fail? I don't. I don't want him to fail. I want him to do. I want him to go out there and make money. But it's a possibility that he did fail. What if that is the possibility? What if that's the reason why he's not in the E? That's. I mean, it's just one of those things where I don't know. I don't know. I, it's one of those things. And as far as I know, he was he was off contract. He, his contract was over. No, from what I heard, his contract was expiring at the end of the month, and I think that's why they it was it was supposed to be, I think, a surprise announcement to try and catch WWE off guard. As if you notice, all they were saying was big impact news about live shows and news on King Mo. 
that news on King Mo never happened because it was cover for the fact that it was actually going to be Jeff Hardy's resigned, which is a smart move by TNA. It is. It really is. So, I mean, we'll have to see what what happens. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. It's interesting what will happen. Um, Something else, else I want to bring up that Mac put on the Facebook page. Okay. Apparently, DirecTV today issued a survey to um, all its subscribers to gauge interest in the WWE network. So maybe it's coming back. Well, according to the description, it states that there'd be a separate monthly fee for it. But 11 of the 12 current pay-per-view events would be shown on the network. WrestleMania would be the only one that wasn't offered as part of the package. And that's that's understandable. That is understandable completely. Um, I I would pay for it. I would. Uh, they they've done. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it for what is it? Dish uh, Dish Network. What she said? No, it's Direct TV. Direct TV. Uh, same thing, pretty much. Just a different company. Um, I would more say if Time Warner actually did that, I would pay for it. I straight up would. Well, let's argument sake. Let's say it's ten dollars a month, so it's one hundred twenty dollars. For That's that still- money, you're getting possibly. Because it does tease new and classic programming, and also it does mention Monday Night Wars. Well, so they could transfer hold on. that over. Hold on. You're most likely getting on-demand video footage. You're also getting uh, pay-per-views. So that way, you're getting on-demand stuff, you're getting live shows, and then you're also getting pay-per-views. For $10 a month. Not that's, bad. Yeah, that's an amazing deal. Uh, I know that the... There was like a free version of it that was only for digital cable um, here in America, but you had to like you did you couldn't go through a cable subscriber. You only had to go through like when we switched from analog to digital. That's when it started showing up at a lot of people's houses. So I'm not sure if that's what if that's what it is. If they're going with the on demand, you get pay per views. And then you also get the live event stuff. I mean, not the live, uh, the the stuff like just showing on a, on a channel on its own. I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. But I don't have any of those channels. If, ta- if they did it through Time Warner and it was two channels, the on-demand and the live stuff with the pay-per-view, I'd do it in a heartbeat and I would pay whatever they wanted. It's a great deal. Uh... Anything else we need to talk about? Because we went long in this segment. I was expecting to, because you went rambling off about, oh, let's have, you know what? let's have WrestleMania in Wembley. Well, that just came out of nowhere. I don't, I don't know why I even brought it up. It was because of <laughs> chat. I think it was because of chat. I was we can at blame chat was... you, chat room. So, Archive, you got away with it. Just. Yep, Archive, you were free to go. You were not going to jail. But the chat and everybody in the chat is getting fined $1,500 and a week in jail. Oh, wait. Anthony, you just flipped me off. That's a $10,000 fine and 30 days in jail. Thank you. If you didn't get catch that, I apologize. I think Brass Eye might know where it's from, but oh well. 
Um, let's cut the break. Let's go and get the break. We need to go to break. Um, we're leaving out of here with Jeff Hardy's WWE theme because I thought Jeff Hardy Hardy's going to WWE. Oh wait, yeah, I thought he was going to WWE, so I went ahead and just chose that theme. Either way, it's a Hardy moment, so I chose the music. Let's go with him, and we'll be back with you guys here in a few minutes with some gaming news. and every midweek with Chuck W and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA Wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA Wrestling. Are you ready to cross that line? on the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. Every Thursday, the SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I watch, I, okay, I, watch, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, okay. she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independency. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog Jesse James. Present. What's going on, this is Kazarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. 
Does listening to wrestling news live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the trade dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network. And welcome back, guys. Uh, if you don't know what that's from, that is actually the Dead Space 3 theme. I actually was completely blown off off by that one. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, it was really good music. Uh, I'll talk about the game here in a few minutes. We'll go with that. Um, Ashley, you still with me? Not like I care, but are you still with me? Sean was blown off by that music. Hi, Train. Oh my lord, I just got that turn. You <laughs> bastard. Oh, and in other words, um, fuck you to Blue Mystery in chat. So, ah. I don't give a shit. He's a little punk bitch anyway. Anyway, uh, let's see. This is segment two, so this is a video game segment. Let us jump into all video game news, whatever. So, Ashley, I throw it to you so you can start. We'll get with a, one big news that seems to have really developed over the last 24 hours, and that's Rayman Legends. Was set to be coming out at the end of this month as a Wii U exclusive, now has been delayed till September. Because the game is going to be multi-platform for 360 and PS3 as well now. Which kind of shocked the fans and Wii U owners, because in... Well, I'll get to that, but it didn't just shock owners and fans, it shocked the developers. Because one of them apparently posted anonymously on a Spanish forum site. Basically, the tagline for it was, if you were pissed, think what we're thinking. Because apparently for the past four or five months, they've been having sleepless nights, not being with their families and friends, working hard to make it reach the end of February release date. And then they hear from up on high that it's now being delayed by six months so it can be released to, on all consoles. So all that time they spent working on it overtime means nothing. It's pretty sucky. And the fact as well is, all those people on Wii U are saying, like, oh, we get exclusives. Well, another one that was an exclusive no longer is going to be. 
because Ninja Gaiden, um, what was it, Ninja Gaiden 3, Razor's Edge. Stigma. Uh, yes, Razor's Edge, sorry. Yeah, Razor's Edge, which is widely considered to be the good Ninja Gaiden 3. Because it's much better and everything. Turns out that's coming to PS3 and 360 as well in April. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you go ahead, Brassai, you cannot leave. You are not allowed to leave. That is all. <laughs> go ahead, Ashley. So, thinking about it, right, now let's go through the list of Wii U exclusives. Wonderful 101's coming out. Oh, no, wait, that got delayed. Pikmin 3. Oh, wait, that got delayed. Um, don't think there's anything else that got delayed just yet, but pretty much the only two unique Wii U games that are out there now are Nintendo Land and Zombie U. Super Mario? That's, that's good. Yeah, and that, but that's about it. That was trying to be my segue, damn it. Well, hold on. No, there's. I think there's a few more games that are just... I'm trying, think, Wii U I'm, alone. I'm trying to think of Wii U games that are good. Well, it doesn't matter that if they're good or not. not. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're good or not. They're still Wii U exclusive games. So they're going to be there no matter what, just for the Wii U, and not for anything else. So, Yeah, but uh, Rabbit Land is a poor version of Mario Party. It is, but it's still a Wii U exclusive. So... But go ahead, continue. But tying into that, if you do want a Wii U, there actually is a decent deal coming for it. Uh, next, next Tuesday, is it February 17th? No, February 17th, so next Sunday. And that is going to be the deluxe edition of the Wii U. So it's going to be the Wii U Premium, which is the 32GB one, or the black one, in case you remember the colour coding of the consoles. And no, that isn't racist before anybody starts. For that, you also get the Pro Controller, which is basically the Nintendo 360 controller. Zombie U, Nintendo Land, plus you get automatic sign-up to the subscription service that they're doing, which gives you 10% off every purchase you make on the Nintendo eShop. And that is for the cost of $390. Which, thinking about it, isn't too bad, given that the supposed next-gen consoles are going to be about $400. It's still competitive, especially with the fact that you get the really good controller. And two, Zombie U's been a bit hated on, but I think it's a good game, mainly because it just gets Nintendo out of their their groove of just being kind of kiddie friendly even if it is just bashing somebody in the head with a cricket about 15 times that's a lesson you get from Shaun of the Dead people now uh, let's have a quick look through this is an interesting one regarding what could be coming with the PS4 Word is that they could be showcasing a new kill zone for that event that's happening February 20th, which makes sense because it's in-house, it's Sony. But another one that I'd be looking more forward to, that's of course if it is next-gen, 
Sumo Digital that did the the oh, is it the cross conversion pack, I think it's called, for Little Big Planet 2. So it means you can play on the Vita. You know, using the controls on the Vita to do stuff on the PS3. Well, apparently those guys could be developing Little Big Planet 3. Which, considering how popular the first two have been, I'm interested to see how they could do it, because obviously Media Molecule was busy doing what looks very impressive in Tearaway. The more and more I see of that, the more and more it's like, this could be the reason to get a Vita. In all honesty. Now, this is one that's going to hit quite a lot of fans. Certainly Sean, because he was looking forward to it. Remember all that story, story that we were talking about saying there could be a Rocksteady Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Yep. That probably ain't going to be happening now, because Activision have just signed a free game deal. Well... Let's, let's talk about that for a second. Because that deal was with Nickelodeon. And that deal is for the Nickelodeon version of TMNT. I just okay. looked it up. I just looked it up. Um, that deal is not with the... For the, ter- the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles license. It's for the TMNT license, which Nintendo currently holds. So that they could do their show. And it's going to actually involve uh, things from the show. Yeah. So... Unsurprisingly, in new games news, there's going to be a new Call of Duty coming, which allegedly is going to raise the bar further, because it's going to be on current and next gen, apparently. Which is still leads me to the question of who's making it. Because it's not Treyarch. Treyarch's it's not somebody playing. at Activision, isn't it? See, that's the thing. I need. I want to know who's doing it. And I, I'm not going to care until I know who's doing it. So that's the problem that we're having is Activision on the yeah, Activision announced it during their big uh, earnings call when they're when they're talking about how much money they made and all that blah 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 they never announced yeah this is who who's making the game this is who's going to be doing all this yeah do we care we don't care if you don't tell us who didn't Activision do a deal with Bungie not for, not for Call of Duty. Bungie will never do a Call of Duty. Who 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 knows what Destiny is? I doubt it, it's that. It's but not just, Call of Duty. I just find it a coincidence that Destiny is apparently going to get some sort of unveiling in the next few weeks, which then I, makes me think: could they be something to do with Sony's console release? Which I would think, be even more of a swerve. I think Destiny is going to be a marathon game. Uh, which was Bungie's first games, technically. Mm. So I think that that's what that's going to be. Yeah. Apparently they're also going to be having Skylander Swap Force, mm. which again is not a surprise. Great. Uh, one thing that is pretty nice, the new Ouya is now being confirmed to be releasing, I believe, in June. Not just for people that signed up to the Kickstarter, but apparently Best Buy is going to be having it. Amazon, GameStop. Yeah. You name the place, they're probably going to have it. And at 100 bucks, it's not bad. The only thing is, the controllers are going to be 50 bucks each. 
But the biggest thing is, and this is one of the reasons why I probably won't buy the first one, there's going to be a new iteration every year. That's the biggest thing for me. They've basically come out and said that there's going to be a new version of the UA every flipping year. They're going to come out and say, this is the OUYA 6. Um, OUYA expected, is expected to iterate every year, taking advantage of annual price drops on components for the $99 Android console. As it relates to iterating the console and refreshes, our strategy is very much similar to the mobile strategy. There will be a new OUYA every year. There will be an OUYA 2 and an OUYA 3. We'll take advantage of faster, better processors, take advantage of prices falling, so if we can get more than 8 gigs of flash in our box, we will. And in doing so, make sure that all games are backwards compatible. That's what the OUYA CEO, Julie Ehrman, said at DICE. Then there'll be an OUYA 4, and then there'll be an OUYA 4S whenever we're expecting an OUYA 5. Then there'll be an OUYA Nano. Then there'll be an OUYA Mini. Okay, keep going. Let's go. OUYA Shuffle. Skip. <laughs> Um, uh, this one that one that I didn't cl- I didn't clear of you, but it's I think it's worth mentioning. Nino Cooney last week was the UK's best-selling game, ah. which for something that's that niche is pretty surprising, considering you've got all these sales on Far Cry and Hitman and Call of Duty and every other game going on. But. One big one that did get announced last week is Witcher 3 has finally been confirmed. Wild Hunt. Which will be coming 2014 to PC and, quote, high-end platforms, which basically is next-gen. The most intriguing thing is, from what I've heard, Witcher 2's like land is supposed to be about the size of San Andreas or GTA 4, isn't it? It's Roughly. pretty big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Apparently, Witcher 3 is going to be 30 times bigger than Witcher 2. Not surprised. Oof. Just, it's a bit... It's a bit hectic there, and... I'm just... I'm actually just having a quick look. This is one I also forgot to mention, but I think it's big, because I've got too many notes here. Koch Media has announced that Metro will be coming out this year which isn't a surprise, but Saints Row will be. Which, that was announced by Coach, yeah. Um, that was a big announcement that they, that they made. And one of the biggest rumors going around right now, it's coming out in August. Mm-hmm. Why? We know nothing about the game. Why, unless, unless... It was already 75% done. And they're just putting together the last pieces to it. I honestly think they also want to put it out before GTA because they fear GTA will just envelop it. Well, see, I don't agree. I don't agree with that, that thought process. I believe that they should wait until next year, wait until the newest consoles have come out, and then put it out on the new consoles, basically saying, you want a new Grand Theft Auto? For the new gen, next gen consoles, you're not getting it. You're get instead you're getting San, uh, Saints Row the Fourth, and this is what you're looking at. And then they show everything that they had planned. I really believe that they should wait 
on Saints Row and not put it out. But I do see their thought process also get it out before the next gen console comes out, and that way you can go ahead and start start fresh with Saints Row Five. Mm. And then, uh, well, who knows what will go on with that? But yeah, that's yeah, that's probably all the news from me because. I know you've got some overview of Dead Space 3 coming up, and there was one story I was going to tie into it, but I think you're going to mention it as well in some in passing. We'll find out. If I don't, you can bring it up. Okay. Um, the first story I want to talk about, I do have a couple stories myself. first story I want to talk about is the developer known as That Game Company, that's actually their name, was actually bankrupt when it shipped Journey. Apparently they had enough money sitting in the the reserves to be able to ship the game out digitally and physically, and they made, they almost quadrupled what they put into it. So, I mean, that's pretty big news, saying that they were actually bankrupt when the game come, came out. It's pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, it sucks. I'm guessing that's why they stepped away from Sony. Eh, probably not. Probably didn't like the way No, Sony but I think whatever Sony wanted them to do might have caused them to go pretty bankrupt because there was, what is it, the story came out this week that Superbot was departing Sony as well. Well, it's probably, I think these companies know something that they're not telling people. And I think it has something to do with the next-gen console. So they're, everybody's keeping it quiet. Then again, PlayStation All-Stars didn't sell that well. You're right, it didn't. Yeah. Um, that was a big thing. It did not sell well at all. Uh, so, I mean, it's just one of those things. Uh, based, also, to the chat, Shifty, I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. I don't own it either. So... Just one of those things. I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and Well, see, I know that part. Only <laughs> because of the fact that it is one of the greatest lines Samuel Jackson's ever ever said. So In the fifth, your ass goes down. Okay, you can stop now. <laughs> uh GameStop uh I'm 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 gonna skip that one. I'm not gonna read that because that's something we'll talk about later on, probably. Okay, this is one that Ashley kind of was curious about when I brought it up. The uh, Microsoft's own website. Had, okay, back to the chat for a second. <laughs> yes, I gave Bronx crap for not seeing Waterboy because of the fact Waterboy is a comedy. Pulp Fiction is a classic drama action movie that not everybody's going to sit down and watch. Waterboy is something that everybody has sat down and watched. Yeah, go ahead and give me crap for not for not seeing Pulp Fiction. I don't care. Hey, but, you have something in common with Blue Mystery. I don't really give a crap. <laughs> I mean, one of the big things is I haven't seen Boondock Saints. I haven't seen Pulp Fiction. I haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. Uh, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. I just don't have time. Can we jump into the next box, please? 
No, we can't. Um, Microsoft's own website has possibly given away given away what the next generation Xbox is going to be called. And Ashley thought it was going to have something to do with next, something to do with Xbox, and he's wrong. The next generation Xbox giving given away if it's going to be called this is going to be called the X8. Or, oh, you know what that means. Or it could be called the Xbox Infinity. Or Xbox Surface. No, no. Xbox Infinity because of the fact that there's a possibility they want to call it. They want something that has to do with the eight because it will be. Uh, it will be uh, running on Windows eight. Windows eight, yeah. which I don't have actually a big problem with because that means they made Windows 8 to be able to play console games. So that definitely means Internet Explorer is going to be on it. You know, I don't you know, I really don't get all the hate from Microsoft, but oh well, I don't care. I use their stuff, I use it all the time, don't care. Bronx, you can go kill me later, I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. I am all for being called X8. I'm all for being called Xbox Infinity. I'm all for anything Microsoft's got to put out. I'm a Microsoft person. I will claim it. I'd rather have Microsoft product than an Apple product. I'd rather have Microsoft product than a Linux product. Just one of those things. Uh... This, I don't know if I want to read this story or not. There's a, I don't, actually, did you see the picture of the mock-up uh, controller that I posted this week? For the PS4? Yes. Yeah, that's one that's been doing the rounds since, um, I think it was, I don't know it was last week or this week, I can't remember. It looks interesting. I mean, I'm not going to... Not gonna diss it. It looks interesting. I'm kind of curious about it. Here's a story that <sighs> fuck you, Brassai. Um, here's a story that is interesting and would basically hit a nerve or basically make people happy. Obsidian has put in for a new Star Wars game at Disney. They pitched a. A, they pitched a between episode 3 and episode 4 game because we think that time frame is super interesting. It's the fall of the Republic, the extermination of the Jedi. It's Obi-Wan going off and making sure Luke is okay. You have the Sith, but you have the extermination of all Force users except for a very, very few. So it was an interesting time to set a game. And, you know, Chris Avalone came up with a really cool story. That is what Obsidian's CEO... Fergus Urquhart said. So, I mean, it sounds interesting if they do it like that. If they do a RPG, it would be cool. If they do a action-adventure, it would be cool. I'm not sure a first-person shooter would work here, unless you're playing Stormtrooper. And I'm still waiting for the... Uh... Oh, what was that game? 
it was a game where you played an elite squad of stormtroopers or clone troopers. Oh, Republic Squadron, wasn't it? Yes, something. No, that's not what it was called. Something like that. Um, I'm still waiting for the sequel of that. That was an amazing game. I'm still waiting for Battlefront Three, and we could possibly get it. We don't know. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just one of those things. We could definitely have a lot of different stuff here. It sounds interesting, so we'll have to see what happens. Origin finally launches on the Mac. Don't really care. Uh, did, uh, Dead Space 3. SimCity Beta is out if you're looking to play beta. Uh, if you're looking to try to get into the beta, go ahead and get into it. Try go put in ports. I'm waiting for my email myself. They did announce the DLC dates for the Tyranny of King Washington as well. Yes, go ahead. Agreed for a yes. February 19th will be the first one, which I can't I can't remember what they're called, but they've got three different names. Uh, you've got the second... No, the, the, that's it, the infamy. The first one is going to be February 19th. March 19th will see part two, the betrayal. And April 23rd will be the redemption. All those dates that I said are 360 and PC. If you're on PS3, it will be the day after that. So there you go. Uh, I don't really have anything else. I can't seem to find any more stories. There's a lot of stories floating around right now of a lot of different things. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and skip and talk about... That's an interesting story. Talk about Resident Evil Dead Space. Excuse you? No. Uh, it's split quite a lot of the media. Some have said it's very good, and some have said it's trying to do a Resident Evil, it's trying to do a Devil May Cry and change genre. See, there's a thing that you should know, actually. I don't give a crap what the media says. Well, not even the media, even fans on forums. And that's and, uh, no, I don't mean as in forums. I don't mean Metacritic. Eh. That's why we're called the Voices of the Voiceless. Because we talk about what we want to talk about. We talk about how the game really is. The game's good. The game is a definite rent. Um, there's been moments where I've been caught off guard. I'm watching every corner of the game. I am going about. But the storyline... There's so much to the storyline. I caught one part today. I was infuriated by it. I was just ticked off. There's a character named Norton. He's absolutely aggravating, very annoying, um, very stupid. The visuals of the game are absolutely amazing. Uh, there's one part where you're actually looking at the sun, and you can actually have, you have the other planet above you. And it's just absolutely beautiful to look across and see the snow being pushed off, the wind forcing its way through bones of this huge animal or a huge monster, whatever. It's just really, it's very beautiful um, when you get outside. When you're inside, it's more so Dead Space, uh, Dead Space 1. A lot like the ship. You're doing a lot of ship stuff. Uh, so... I'm getting a little pissed off at this guy. I really am. That's what um, I was being. Com that was what I was being confused about. You see, because the demo that I played at the event that I went to last month mm -hmm. 
by the looks of it, is... I guess you could call it part two. Because you've got the Where? prologue... You got the prologue at the start. Yes. And then you've got the first part, which, if you have played the first two, the, the first part of three is a drastic step different. And to be quite honest, I for this one, I actually do think the genre style change fits. Because for two games, you've been jump scaring. Yes. You've become decent. Arguably, if you're playing the third one, you've already become desensitized to the fact that, oh, look, it's a dark corridor. Something's going to probably jump at me. Yeah, Sometimes okay, it yeah. will catch you off guard, but other times it's more likely that you're expecting it, so it's going to have to go in a different direction. And the way it has, I approve. Okay, well, let me ask. What, uh, this might be a spoiler, I don't know. So just hold on, guys. Uh, I apologize. What was in the demo? The demo that I played was the bit where you're on the ship and you have to get... I think it's the cargo thing that goes spinning off and you have to okay. go chasing against the cargo. It's before okay. you get to the snow planet. Yeah, it's actually... Uh, is That's about 10-15% through the beginning. That is in the very beginning, pretty much. Yeah. All I know is the demo clearly finished with the way the game never would by Isaac losing his arm. Really? Yes. There was a quick time event of which you were never going to win because that's where the demo was supposed to cut off. <laughs> what was the... I gotta ask, what was the quick time event? Uh, you finished powering up the, the coil things. Uh-huh. And clearly in the demo, you, from what I've seen from people playing through, they got completely different enemies as to what they got. It was clearly like they put more enemies in the demo to leave people, te you know, testing it. And then you go, to, you go for a corridor bit, and you keep walking through, and all of a sudden this monster appears from basically absolutely nowhere and just attacks you, and it says, mash A, mash A, and you can mash it all you want. He still cuts your arm off, and then it says, Dead Space Free. That's pretty good. That's a good ender. I'll the intriguing thing was, though, they were saying, oh, this is the demo that's going to be coming out next week to people. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was... The game is great. Uh, I do will... I will say you should rent it. It is definitely a rent worth. Uh, it is. Let me get the strategy guide, which is currently sitting next to me. Which the strategy guide, the hardbound limited edition strategy guide, actually looks pretty cool. It has two different sides. On the back side, it's actually a red cover with the blue uh, for the visor, and then on the front, it has the white with the blue on the visor. It looks really good. I will say that the game is 19 chapters. I'm not counting the epilogue. I am currently on chapter 13. Oh, okay, chapter 13. So you can use the... Uh, it was This was even reported on the BBC News website over here that supposed at the time when it was announced, the supposed glitches. Yeah, go ahead. The infinite item glitches. What it is, it's apparent. There's somewhere in chapter 8, 
where you can go into a room, pick up an item, walk out of the room, go back in, and the item automatically respawns. And I think it's the same idea, except it's done in a different fashion, in Chapter 13. Um, Most people were thinking this is some glitch because obviously the big thing that they were pushing is the use microtransactions to get ahead of the game kind of thing. But, there is a moment. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. There, there is one thing uh, for you got to create something called a probe, a probe gun. And one of the big things is if you die and you've already created it and the game's saved or you save the game and leave and you go back in, you have to go recreate the probe gun. You still already have it. So you can go and basically break it down into its base parts or sell it and get the information and or get all of the stuff for it, and then you can go buy whatever you want for the microtransactions. I mean, it's – the microtransactions was more so made for people who just don't want to work. And the game helps you out a lot. I'm playing on normal. I mean, I've, I've played Dead Space 1, I've played Dead Space 2, I'm playing on normal. The game is still giving me a hard problem, like a hard time with it. And I have enough resources to go in and buy whatever I want from the microtransactions. The only thing I can't buy is the DLC that's, already, that's out for it already. Mm. So, I mean, the, the glitch, which isn't a glitch, which is something put in there on purpose... I mean, it's it's cool that they did that because they want people to do the stuff. They want people to make stuff. I mean, that's one of the cool things about the game is you can create your own guns. And that was really cool to me because I actually created a assault rifle uh, built on top of a semi-automatic rifle. Mm. And it helps out because I can go through... If I go halfway, if I go to one round left in the gun, I can basically start pressing the other gun and start using that up before I have to reload both guns. So, I mean, the game helps you out a lot. But there's a lot of stuff in the game that there's parts where you're going to get, you're going to freak out a little bit. And there's parts where you're going to be like, yeah, was that really needed? And then there's parts where you're going to be. Annoyed by the Norton character, like I am. So, I don't know. I know that uh, Mac Daddy just brought up the shooting down asteroids in Dead Space One. There is a part where you have to go down to the planet. You're actually shooting down pieces of a uh, of a ship. It is a very hard moment. It was one of those moments where I didn't think I was I was going to have to replay it three times, and I got through it, and I was surprised couple of things mentioning with regards to that whole glitch thing that I was talking about apparently EA did put out a statement today that said it isn't a glitch we're leaving that in like I so, said a glitch and they're basically doing it on purpose so people can find out where they can do this if they want to graft through the game normally rather than take the express route and actually pay for the uh trinkets and everything that they can get in order to progress further with gun development and whatever. But yep. one of the things which I don't know whether you've tried that I saw on a stream today which didn't seem brilliant was connect response. 
the connect. Um, I'd turn it off. I could say because I don't know the commands. You could say one thing, and the connect says something completely different. I'm in combat, and all of a sudden I throw stasis when I didn't say anything. And I'm kind of like, I didn't tell you to throw stasis. Why did you throw stasis? Wow. So the the connect stuff. I mean, I don't know the commands that they're using. I don't know if it's stasis, if it's shoot, or what the commands are. I mean, I I know shoot isn't one of the commands. So the one that came up was reload weapon. Okay, which does what it says on the tin. When you right. say it on connect, it takes two seconds for it to do it. From a controller, you press the button and it does it. Right, yeah. And that seems to be the issue. It's just there's too much a delay from the Kinect speech recognition. Hopefully, if the new console, which is rumored to have speech recognition built in, if it can get a much quicker reaction time, that will help it a lot more. But the more and more games that feature Kinect functionality, where at crucial points when you need to reload your gun and you want to use the Kinect and you say reload weapon and it takes two seconds for it to actually recognize that you want to reload it and then it takes another second or so of animation to actually reload the gun itself right and then you die it's yeah. gonna piss people off it does um, reload takes a lot a lot more time than I think it should uh, there was a moment today where I was playing through uh, and I got very infuriated because every time I reloaded a new enemy would pop up and all of a sudden make a run at me and I'm like I'm in the middle of reloading are you serious and then he would hit me and then jump on top of me and start beating me and I can't do a reload because I was in the process of reloading so the reloads take a lot of time and even with the if and if that was happening to me I would be furious because of how long the, the railroad is to begin with. There's a two second delay. Nah. I'm done with the connect stuff. That's forget that. I know next week is gonna be interesting because next week is Aliens Colonial Marines. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping I to think, finish. I think it's actually coming out same day here as well. Well funny story, apparently it broke street date. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where? Poland. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I didn't see uh, where. I just saw stories that it broken street date, which was kind of funny because they're trying to stop that everywhere now. So if I can find the story, I'll mention it in a minute uh, when we go to – when we get back from break. But uh, is there anything else we need to talk about? Oh, wait. There it is. There's the story. Uh, let's see. I was going to say Poland, home of horse meat, but only probably brass eye and mine wipe would get that. Do you know what? I'm glad you brought up mine wipe. I am <laughs> glad you brought up mine wipe because I wasn't. I was going to leave it till the end of the show. Um, do yourselves a favor. Since I just talked about Dead Space Three, do yourselves a favor. Go to ChrisJonesGaming.net. 
and sign up. Get in there and get signed in for a uh, for the game. Uh, I'm going to read exactly what what Mind White sent to me. Bottom line promo is what he says. Chris Jones Gaming, affiliated with our own Elite Force podcast on the SNS Radio Network, is giving away a free copy of Dead Space 3 on the platform of your choice. Simply go to the link above, which is chrisjonesgaming.net slash deadspace3 game giveaway. Post it in the Facebook page for people. I will, after I get done reading it. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Um, simply go to the link... And follow the instructions, and you'll be in the running to win a free AAA Mint unwrapped copy, courtesy of Chris Jones Gaming. Hurry, though, as it's going to be drawn around midday this coming Saturday. So, I mean, it's going to be huge. I mean, I'm going to re- I'm going to enter myself. I'm going to do it right now because I want a PC copy. I want a copy where I can play it on my PC and use all the mods that come out. So, do yourselves a favor, guys. I'm going to post this in the Facebook page. Definitely go out there and. Enter. It's going to be very cool uh, if any one of us wins. I mean, I'd love to win. I hope to win. I probably won't, but I'd love to win. So, I believe that's it for this segment. Anything else you want to bring up? I'm just pleased I got a massive exclusive at a special event that happened yesterday. Or certainly exclusive to European people. Okay, then. I was about to say, because... Yeah, because, well, what it was, they yesterday there was a God of War Ascension event, which was pretty cool. And then they had a special secret, and that secret was the full version of Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time, which came out, I think, Tuesday, wasn't it? For America? Yes. It doesn't come out here, I believe, until the end of this month. But I was playing through the full game. And nobody else wants to play it, so I was playing for it for about an hour. I'm on the page for the Chris Jones Gaming. Uh, basically what it is, is he'll draw a, draw a name at random, post or make a comment on the Facebook box near the bottom of the page, and he will use that to pull the names out. So get in there. Um, there's a few names on there. So, I mean, get in there, make your name known, and let's get somebody from the SNS to win. I mean, it'd yeah. be great. Got the chance to win a $60 game or £40, depending where you buy it in the world, for nil pounds or for nil amount of currency. Yeah, so, I mean, so, I mean, there you go. I mean, you get a PS3, you get 360, or you get uh, PC. So, I mean, go for it. Put your name in. Let's go for it. Uh, we're going to cut the break now, and what we're going to leave out with is the Saints Row 3 theme, which is interesting since we just talked about Saints Row 4, so we'll catch you guys in a few minutes.
wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling News Live is proud to bring to you a day in the life of Ric Flair. Day in the Life of Ric Flair, brought to you by Wrestling News Live. WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest-running newsletter on the Internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. And now back to the open book on the SNS Radio Network.
guys, that was the Wrecked Ralph theme, uh, actually, which was kind of funny because we were just talking uh, Pixar films in the break, right, Ashley? Um, well, considering Wreck It Ralph is on Pixar. Well, you still mentioned Wreck It Ralph in the, in the break. Yes. So there you go. Oh well. Um, the reason why Pixar came up was because of the fact that uh, on my Tumblr it popped up. Nemo actually appeared in Monsters Inc. as one of Boo's toys two years before Finding Nemo was released. It's a very interesting. Uh, Little, little article that they popped up. Uh, Tumblr's crazy. I love Tumblr because it gives me a lot of stuff to look at. Uh, be it, uh, the, do you know, uh, pictures uh, from all, all around the world, people just posting different things. Or even the picture from yesterday that I posted to Bronx, which was a the image of the Joker with his... Oh, it looks like it was taken down. No, it wasn't. I don't think I went far enough. Oh, I, I saw that. That's, that's, ooh, oh, wow. That's um, what I can say about it. One part of it, I mean, it's actually parts of the, uh, of the comic put to motion. Uh, one's, he's holding his face, and one eye is actually looking through the eye hole, and you see the other eye to the left of it, and you're just kind of like, what in the world? There's another with just the mouth and the bat shape laughing, and then the last one is him actually putting lipstick on, holding a mirror. And it's just creepy as... It's just creepy. I, I was really caught off guard by the picture when I saw it, but I was like, I've got to share this. This is awesome. Um, so it's just one of those things. This is segment three. Um, segment three is focused up about a lot of things, uh, entertainment, uh, your phone calls, um, emails, which I don't think I'll have, I still don't think I have any. So if you, if you want to email, email now as soon as possible would be great. Um, we're also going to do one thing before we jump into, uh, the rest of the show. We're going to take a moment of silence, uh, for several people, um, I don't have everybody's names in front of me. And I hope that Ashley does. I've got two. You've got two. Um, who do you have? Because I know there's somebody else that I need to do a moment. Of, I feel like there's somebody else I need to do a moment of silence for. One of them is uh, Robin Sachs, who uh, film-wise was in Jurassic Park 2 and was the baddie in Galaxy Quest. With all that makeup put over him, kind of thing. But he also voiced Zaid Masani in the Mass Effect series. That's right. That's that's who I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. And your other. And one. also Stuart Freeborn, who started off doing and creating the image of Fagin in David Lean's Oliver Twist from 1947, then went on to do. Crazy stuff like Doctor Strange Love and 2001 A Space Odyssey. So, in essence, he might have designed those apes that did the monolith thing. And then he did a little series called Star Wars and created the likenesses of Jabba the Hutt and, most notably, thanks to Albert Einstein, Yoda. 
There you go. So uh, we, we are going to take a quick moment of silence for both of them. Uh, two great um, actors, not uh, creators out there that was that the world was lost. Um, so we're going to take a quick moment of silence for them, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Um, just quick moments of silence. We, we do like to do that every now and then for those who have impacted our lives in a certain way. I mean, uh, Freeborn alone is one of those people who has impacted my life as a Star Wars fan. Uh, Yoda, Ch uh, Chewbacca, all of them. I mean, it's just crazy. And I mean, especially with the picture that was the, the comments, all the stuff that's being released this week for Star Wars. Uh, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy. And then he passes away. It does affect those of us who are fans. Uh -huh. So just one of those things that we try to try to do here on the show is to take those moments of silence. We used to try to take them in the beginning. Didn't get the chance to do it. <laughs> That's kind of funny, actually. That's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, so we're going we're going to go ahead and go with our entertainment uh, section. Let's go ahead and get through that. And then uh, Ashley's got some stories. I got some stories. And since Anthony has reminded us in chat, I might as well say it. Reminder: Walking Dead season three starts back this Sunday with new episodes. I believe there's four episodes left. But why would you watch that when the Grammys are on? Oh wait. <sighs> I know what I'll be doing. I'll be playing Death Space Three. <laughs> oh well. Um, go ahead. Go. Let's see. Let's see what you guys say for your entertainment. I was tempted to continue the moment of silence for the reboot of the Hitman franchise. You know what? I'm really tired of that. Um, I don't. I. I, I am a little off guard. Off guard. Uh, off guard. Um, off guard by that. I, it was a very interesting, but people are like taking it as it's the worst thing ever in humanity, and it's not. Timothy it's not Oliphant, the worst. It's just pretty bad. <laughs> well, yeah, Timothy Oliphant did a great job. I loved it. Who knows what Paul Walker's going to do? I mean, we don't know. He could go out there and absolutely kill it and make it the greatest movie ever in history. He probably won't, but he'll do an amazing job. You, we don't know. We're trashing this before we even get a chance to pl to, to see it. He did so well in Fast and Furious, to, or Too it, Fast, Too Furious, but they cancelled him for Tokyo Drift. I, it's just one of those things. We're we're trashing this before we actually have a chance to see it, and I don't I don't approve of that. I really don't. It's just that other than Fast and Furious, there hasn't been a lot of good stuff that Paul Walker's done. In all honesty. Okay, you know what? We're going to find out. Uh, <laughs> well, while you do that, I'll just quickly get onto another story where you get the info. Another one which I think is confusing, but actually kind of makes sense. They are doing... It's not. It's being called by some as a reboot, but not really. But they are retelling The Grinch. Except this time it's going to be from the same animation studio that did Horton Hears a Who and the Lorax. So it's going to be, it's going to be the same style. It'll be interesting to see 
who voices it and everything. It's... I, I'll leave it up in the air for now. We'll have to wait and see what goes on with it. Okay. He was in Pleasantville. Skip Barton. Great movie. He did a great job. Varsity the Blues. Lance Harbor. Great job. She's All That. Dean Sampson. Great job. And then Fast and the Furious came in. Uh, he did Timeline, which was a good movie. I liked it. Um, Into the Blue was a good movie. Uh, Flags of Our Fathers, good movie. He was in Flags of... Okay. There's one. From Personally, this is my... There's one. Yeah, he was... He was Hank Hansen and Paul Walker. I mean... I don't... I, I, I see the tr- the trashing of Paul Walker. Believe me. I got you completely. But I say let's see what he does with the whole thing before we trash him even more. Just one of those things. By the way, I got to see uh, Dread. Finally. Ah. The movie was amazing. Yeah. I was very surprised. And the actress... Um, the name escapes me right now. If there's an award for underrated movie of 2012, that was it. Sleeper hit, definitely. Very big sleeper hit. Uh, is this is this who that is? No, that's not. She's kind of hot though. Uh, Lena Head Hetty, that's who it was. Uh, Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, 300, Game of Thrones. I mean, this woman is among those that just absolutely goes out there and destroys a role. She does an amazing job with her role. And if I ever got the chance to meet her, I'd probably bow at her feet. She does an amazing job in everything she's done that I've seen so far. So, I mean, I hope that she continues to go out there and destroy everything that she she works on. And you see, Dread is a case in point, like you were saying with Hitman. Everybody at the time was going, oh no, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And then when I saw it, because I managed to see it on, well, I managed to see it on a cheap day, but then the cinema screwed up and I nearly didn't see it. So then they gave me a free ticket, which I used to watch The Hobbit in 3D for free, which is top banging. By the way, um, I don't mean to cut you off. Paul Walker was also in Joyride, one of my favorite films. Of 2001. One of my favorites. I mean, let's not even go... It was an amazing movie. Absolutely loved it. Joyride. Paul Walker was in that. Automatically says that he's going to do a great job in Hitman. But I digress. Go ahead. But, yeah, it's... I enjoyed it. It had... What you know, it had the proper hard-hitting violence that you expect from a 2000 AD comic. It had the even the art style down. And it also kind of harkened back to me another film that I think was a sleeper hit in 2012. The Raid. I have not had America as The Raid Redemption. Basically, it's an Indonesian martial arts film directed by a Welshman. Yeah. I, I really want to see it. It looks really good. I just haven't had a chance to see it. That's the only problem. Some of the, the martial arts in it, it it's, it's, it's amazing. Just just for that. 
the martial arts deserve you watching it because I was it's very hard hitting as well though you can tell with some of the hits it's like they really are trying to beat the crap out of each other this isn't some prearranged stunt you know what I gotta I gotta give props to something right quick I, I know that we're going on topic with this but don't we going back to, yeah we do going back to what we were talking about in the first segment uh, this was posted on a uh, certain page. There's nothing original in pro wrestling. Teddy Hart's cat wrestling promotion is the only original idea in decades. Bravo to that person. Bravo. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Um, continue, please. Um, now this is one that, again, I'm mixed about. The Need for Speed movie, which already doesn't look brilliant, might have got interesting. Because it looks as if it's turning into Herbie fully reloaded. <laughs> because Michael Keaton's on board. Oh my. Some were saying Batman signs on. And some were saying Beetlejuice signs on. But in essence, because it's to do with cars and that's, that's what just came in the back of my head. Hopefully Lindsay Lohan gets nowhere near this though. Please. Now this is an interesting crossover gaming news as well. Apparently, because it was part of the Dice Summit that happened this week, there was a special Q&A that to... I think, no, it was a keynote speech at the start talking about movies and video games, which featured J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. and Gabe Newell. Sean's hero, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I will claim it. He's, he's among one of my favorite people in the world. He really is. So then, what if I told you that they might be collaborating on something? I'd probably scream in fandom and love it. Because w- apparently it's only in early planning stages, but they are possibly working on not only a Half-Life movie, but also a Portal movie. Okay, I, I, I do want to. As soon as I you made a comment about this, I uh, definitely want to talk about this. Uh, I am more so for a Half Life movie than I am for a Portal film. I, I don't know why. Uh, I guess it's because of the fact that Half Life has a bigger story behind it than Portal does. But Portal has so much sci-fi. Um, I, you know, I'd be more so for the Half-Life film because of the fact of the story, of the backgrounds, of what it's about. Because you're looking at a film that's going to cover a lot of stuff when Portal is basically about this person trying to escape a facility. Um, get away from GLaDOS, which is a crazy robot. Practically, it's 2001 or Moon in that sense. Sure. Sure. We'll go with that. And versus computer. Yeah. Uh, Half-Life is all about this one person trying to kill aliens. And I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I really am. I just wish that... I don't know. I just really wish that he would do Half-Life and then do Portal. I'm all for that. Plus, we don't need a Portal movie because it's called Pacific Grim. Oh... Yeah, well, no, no. Well, I'm just wondering if 
GLaDOS actually is the bad person in Pacific Rim, as it turns out. What would be interesting is if they tie that together. Is if they come out and say, um, if they actually do a portal film, they could actually say that the that the robots, the AI that was used in Pacific Realm is actually the same AI that was ported over to this. If Pacific Rim fades to black and then just suddenly starts playing Still Alive, they'll be like, damn it! Or what they could do is um, when Pacific Realm actually fades to black and it opens or it ends with the with Shell waking up in her cell at the end of the film and you hear Gladys' voice, oh, good morning. I'm glad you're awake. And then it fades to black, and the movie's done. Or just on the bedside table, there's a slice of birthday cake. <laughs> no cake for you. Yeah. Just sw- just swerve stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, I'd love to if they did a portal film, but I'd love more so if they did a half-life film. One announcement made this week, Night at the Museum 3 is on its way with Ben Stiller and Sean Levy both on to star and direct respectively once again. One that also is interesting, especially one that definitely Anthony will mark out for, Godzilla. Looks like it could be getting a few new cast members possibly. One, which will piss off Owen, is Elizabeth Olsen. The other is Brian Cranston. Yes, Walt from Breaking Bad might make it in Godzilla. And I saw that. I saw that article, and I didn't care about anything it said except for Godzilla reboot. That was the only thing <laughs> I cared about at all. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I'm done. Here's my money. Take it. I want to see it. Just give it to me. Come on. I didn't care anything. Like I said, that's all I cared about. As soon as I saw Godzilla reboot, I was like, here's my money. I don't care anymore. I really don't. I just want the movie. Speaking of movies, though, um, it was announced this week that there, as was also announced on EF, well, it was kind of teased by EFP from rumors and everything that was going around that there will be standalone Star Wars films on separate characters. The Variety report that I saw said that the two most likely to come first would be one on Han Solo's life, or some part of it, and another on Boba Fett. Because obviously there's a lot you can do with what happened between episode two and episode four. By the way, um, since you mentioned EFP, they're going to have a huge topic for the weekend show. Somebody sent me an article that was put up today about the new Star Wars film. And what I read is very, very big. So big that I'm not going to make the comment. I want the boys to have at it. So big that you sent it over to them? Nope. Because I'm sure they already have it. Okay. I. It's one of those things where if they don't have it, 
uh, Walkie, you send me a message. Walkie or Mindwipe, you send me a message on Facebook. I will send you the article. I have no problem doing that because it is a very big story. Because it deals with, you know, what, I'm not even bring that up. It deals with Star Wars, the new film, or Star Trek, the new film. Oh, man, he swerves it. <laughs> he kept saying Star Wars, Star Wars, and it's like, sorry, Star Trek. He's like, what? Yeah, it deals with Star Trek. So, believe me, it's it's a big, big. If it's if it's true, it's a big spoiler. I will say that. So, uh, continue. A uh, little tidbit here. Amazing Spider-Man 2 has started filming this week. With uh, all the cast. I think they announced somebody else in one of the roles, but I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. But obviously it's got Jamie Foxx. There has been rumours of Paul Giamatti, but obviously as Rhino, as we talked about last week, but... There was some... Well, obviously, because you've got Harry Osborne and you could do something with him and start the evolution of Hobgoblin. Which, okay, you did see him in Spider-Man 3, but you didn't see a lot of him. In Spider-Man 3, but... Uh, and this is one that's really good as well. The Oscars suddenly got interesting. Not just because Seth MacFarlane is going to be hosting the thing, but one, Mark Wahlberg and Ted are going to be presenting one of the awards. And secondly, five Avengers are going to be presenting another award as well. And that's going to be, I believe, Hawkeye. So Jeremy Renner is going to be there, Samuel L. Jackson, Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo and Chris Evans. So Why not? Uh... Apparently, Black Widow and Thor are going to be missing. Some people are now actually also wondering: Are they going to turn up in the suits? Just to really swerve things. Uh, probably not. I don't think they would go through all that time and effort to do that. Yeah, but they get a lot of kids watching. That's the demographic that they want. Not for award shows. They want kids to be addicted to award. Hey, they're already watching Teen Choice Awards. And that's what ticks me off about <laughs> award shows. I, you, you get Baby's all these choice. people. Yeah, that's what it's going to be one day. It's going to be Baby Choice. I'm kind of like, really? Why? It'll be like, no, it'll be like the World Cup, you know, with uh, the octopus. Paul the octopus. Oh. Okay. Best American, best American female. We've got the four pictures. Which of the feeding troughs will the octopus go to? And that's the winner. Since you bring up World Cup, I want to ask you, have you heard the new story about uh, this huge investigation that went down about soccer or football? Yes. How Europe. big is that? How big is that? That is huge. It depends how far it goes. Obviously, it goes to... It's, it's, one of the matches that is supposedly going on is one that involved British club Liverpool and Danish side Debrecen, which, to be quite honest, 
the fact that Debrecen, other than that year, never qualified for the Champions League again, kind of makes me wonder that it was somebody in their side that might have uh, taken the bait. But I don't know. We won't find out until police actually investigate it and make the appropriate arrest. But I think it's about 400 games in question across... From what I've seen, quite a lot of it is more the Eastern European leagues. Because I think there was there was one match that happened between, I think, Estonia and Latvia or something as a friendly. Yeah. And the referee got paid off. <laughs> to give four penalties. That's the referee crazy. and all the officials have been promptly, were promptly, you know, banned from ever competing or officiating football matches ever again. That's kind of funny. But this is, it's kind of, this is the thing, that the betting stuff that is going on over in the Middle East is really growing. Hence what happened with the cricket. The same thing happened with the cricket. Players and sometimes officials, but I don't think that's been confirmed, but certainly players, were basically paid to perform badly or do a certain amount of no balls or stuff like that so that people would bet on it and become rich. And then they get caught, and then everything goes to crap for the players. But the people that got the money from the betting are scot-free, I think. I don't know. Right. And one of the big things, uh, I have a friend, uh, one of my coworkers, excuse me, is a huge football fan. I mean, he is a huge uh, British Premier League uh, fan. And one of the things I looked at him was like, dude, they, we don't know what games were actually involved. This could come out and say that Messi was involved in at least eight of these ga- eight of these games. And he just looked at me, and his eyes, I thought he was about to bust down crying in front of me. And I was just like, we don't know anything about this until they do their investigation. And he was like, if Messi is, I think I'm done with soccer forever. I, I think it's interesting that not coincidence, because I don't want to insinuate things here, but in the same week that that comes out, pretty much, uh, Messi says, oh, I wouldn't mind going back home once I finish my career at Barcelona. Right. Right. You know, just just now, thinking about it, just putting two and two together, it's just... It's going to come uh, out. It, it's going to come out. The British Premier League is going to be caught in this. And it's then again, huge. in the British Premier League, uh, one guy was on unha- what it was. I think it was it was the semi-final of a cup thing, and the ball boy was stupidly holding onto the ball. Yeah, and, and so Eden Hazard, genius, decided to kick the boy. Yeah, which I'm kind of like, really? Even I would have done that. Is he an S? Because they gave him a free match ban, but they could have extended it. But in essence, I think they actually did the fair thing and keep it at free. Because, one, he was wrong for kicking the kid. But two, the kid was wrong for just trying to smother the ball and waste time. Right. We apologize to everybody who's listening for all of a sudden jumping into... Crelly's just going, damn it, Sean stole my idea. (laughs) Yeah, I apologize immensely to everybody. Um, let's jump back into what we we're supposed to be talking about, which is entertainment. Uh, go yeah, ahead. A couple more stories. Uh, cast list has started to come out for the Wachowskis' new project called Z- Jupiter Ascending. 
which is, I guess, the next film they're doing after. I think it's Cloud Atlas that's coming out pretty soon. Uh, cast list so far includes Eddie Romaine, uh, Channing Tatum, Mila Kunis, and Sean's already going to be happy at this, Sean Bean. Oh, yeah. Sean Bean's awesome. And, uh, this is, this is one that, it's a shame that Mac's going because this one really is confusing me. Apparently, Rennie Harlan, who did Die Hard 2 and all that, is going to be directing Hercules 3D. Only thing is, this isn't the one, this isn't the Hercules that The Rock is in. This is a completely different Hercules, but may or may not be coming out at exactly the same time as Rock's Hercules. So think about going to the movie theatre, and right on the top two new releases is Hercules and Hercules 3D. What the hell do you do then? Yeah. Because that's all we know about it. All we know is Rennie's doing this thing and Dwayne's doing the thing that's also... But I don't think The Rocks is in 3D that I know of. But that's 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 my mess territory. <laughs> um, I do want you to cover uh, Walking, uh, not Walking Dead, uh, Warm Bodies here in a second. I do have a uh, quick story, right quick. Is DC actually has canceled six of their uh, comic titles for now? Uh, Fury of the Firestorm, The Savage Hawkman, Deathstroke, which is a pretty big one. Team Seven, Sword of Sorcery, and the Ravagers. They will con- the series will run until until May. So it's a pretty pretty big. I was very surprised that uh, they're going to kill those off. Um, another big thing is Peter Parker was killed off. If you didn't know, and it's no longer Spider Man. Now. There's a question coming up. Will Peter Parker become Spider-Man again in May? They, uh, two previews for the Superior Superman, Spider-Man, excuse me, uh, coming up. Uh, Super- Superior Spider-Man number nine. The hottest comic in comics comes to a turning point that will get you angrier than you were after Spider-Man 700. The time has come to see who will live and who will die and who will emerge as the one true Superior Spider-Man. Number 10 says a perfect jumping on point as the Green Goblin returns and Spider-Man is nowhere to be found. So they just killed off Peter Parker and Doc Ock became Otto Octavius became Spider-Man. Now, could they be going back to Peter Parker? Don't know. We'll have to see what happens in... uh, in May, because that's a pretty big thing if they're going back to Peter Parker after already good doing off with Otto. Um, let's go ahead and go into Ashley's review of Warm Bodies. I'm interested to hear this. Well, it's the number one movie in America. Uh, uh, just, sure. It got number one in last week's box office charts. Oh, it did? Yes. Interesting. Well, I think the reason why is it's probably catering to the Twilight audience. 
Because it is from the same guy that did 50-50 and 500 Days of Summer. And all the boys love Mandy Lane, although you wouldn't classify that as like a teen kind of romantic thing. Yeah. Although it does have romance and teens, just has a lot of violence as well. But, yeah, it's... I, I, I don't want to use the Shaun of the Dead phrase, but it's kind of a rom-zom-com, even though it's not really zom. Because, yes, the fact is they are zombies, but over the course of the film, uh, certainly the lead character, who Nicholas Holt that plays R, he's just a normal zombie, and then he's getting hungry and goes out on a scavenge, and at the same time, a group of survivors have gone out, led by Julie and her boyfriend. I can't remember the character name, but... Basically, it gets to a point where they face off in this, like, chemical lab or something, and R managed to eat Julie's... Well, R manages to kill Julie's boyfriend and eat his brains. And what it is through eating the eating the brains, he gets the memories of the person that he's, eat, he's eating. By the way, um, I guess I should have said spoilers since Ashley's going so far into this. Well, no, this is in this is in the trailer. Uh, not the trailer that I saw. Oh, well, all he does fall in love. He falls in love with Julie. R and Julie. Where have I heard that one before? Because that's, that's what it does come into. It's, uh, it is a, I think, a very nice modern retelling of Romeo and Juliet. Because it's the whole idea of two star-crossed lovers. Because at, at, at first, she's absolutely afraid of him because he's a zombie. And then when it turns out that he actually cares for her. And in fact, the first time that he sees her, his heart skips a beat, which when you're a zombie is something that shouldn't happen. And what it's what it appears to be is if possibly the zom possibly with this guy, the possibility that the zombies that are there could have the ability to change back. It's introduced at the start, but there are some that basically lose all will to live and become quote-unquote bonies. And these are like the hardcore zombies. They don't care whether you're good or bad. As long as you've got a pulse, you are going to be killed. So it, gra it gradually evolves on, and there's some nice comedic moments in it. The bit I did like at the start is when he says that, well, when they're all human, they're all, friend they're all friendly to each other and they all loved physical contact. And then you look at it and it, do it kind of does the George Romero, because it's set in an airport, it's kind of similar to the George Romero Dawn of the Dead set in the shopping mall when people are just moronic dummies because the scene in the airport they're just looking at tablets and mobile phones and mp3 players not caring about who's next to them even if it is a family member so a nice satirical little bit there but 
Acting wise, Holt does a very good job, as does. Oh, I can't remember her name off the top of my head that plays Julie. The supporting roles, the guy that plays M is very good as the, the zombie friend of R. <coughs> and John Malkovich is pretty strong as well as the general, Julie's father. But yeah, it's it's not it's not entirely romantic, it's not entirely a comedy, but it's it's even less of a zombie film. Yeah, Teresa Palmer, thank you, Owen. It's it's a very nice film that I think fits the I think it's ninety eight minutes or so in length, which considering every movie that I've been seeing for the past few weeks and months, because it's all award season, has been about two and a half hours. It's refreshing to have a movie that you can actually see in a relatively easy time for sitting. So I'd recommend you guys go and see it because it's it's a nice take on it. There's enough jokes, like there is a scene later on when he's there as a zombie still in love with her and she starts taking off her clothes. And then he's just going in his head, holy shit! Which, there was there was quite a bit. Then again, the showing I did see, I did see it with a lot of people in the kind of student 18 to 24 age bracket. But then again, I'm guessing quite a lot of the people that listen to us are around the age bracket as well. So I think it will fit you very well, probably until... I'm trying to think if there's any good... I was going to say a good comedy, but then I remembered Movie 43 and then Shudder. So, yeah. Go watch it. It's I'd, I'd give it a 4 out of 5. It's not perfect. There are some kind of it's going too much towards the typical... Well, it, it doesn't go in the ending that you think it does, but... Anyway. The book's good as well if you want to read it instead. Okay, then. So I mean, it sounds it sounds good. I I actually plan on going to see it, so we'll go with that. Um, we will open the phone phone lines up for a minute. Uh, I we def, we have gone over a little bit farther than I expected to. So uh, Ashley, how can they call in? Uh, you can call in by three ways. One, you can call in toll free if you're in America, in the USA, to eight 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 nine zero nine six one eight. Those of you internationally, outside of America, that want to call in, you will have to uh, pay for your call, but you can call into 501-588-7957. Or you can call free by adding Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype. If you want any more details, they are in the little box above the chat room where probably most of you are. So there you go. Uh, we will be taking uh, quick phone calls. I mean, we're not going to be on the air much longer. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to get a call in, get a call in. I didn't see an email when I last looked, so uh, I'm going to go and close this, close it out and be done with it. If you did email, we'll get you next week. Apologize if you email after this moment. Uh, so I've Last week I talked about Omerta, uh, City of Gangsters. Uh, I have to say that I've been playing a lot more of it, and this is a lot of fun. 
it took away a couple of hours, and it was pretty crazy. So I look forward to sitting down and playing a lot more so that I can definitely see what is fully into the game. There was a lot that I got to do. I uh, made a lot of money. They, it continues to go up and up, so I was very happy about that. The game just got harder and harder. So it was very good. Um, so I look forward to what they got. No one's calling in, so I'll give it another minute. But we'll get we'll get to the point where we're getting ready to end the show. Um, you can catch all the live shows during the week. You got Duck Wrestling News Live every Tuesday at nine nine p.m. Eastern. You've got TNA Chat Live every Thursday at ten thirty p.m. Eastern. You have, of course, the Open Book Live every Friday at eleven p.m. Eastern. You have Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view weekends, uh, be it TNA or be it WWE, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, if there's a pay-per-view. Uh, Ashley, how can they, uh, what's the podcast? Podcast-wise, you've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. You have the Elite Force podcast, both the midweek edition with Chuck W and the weekend with Walkie and Mindwipe. You've got the hard way with Adam and Danny. I think, I think they've got an episode possibly coming up this weekend. I'm not sure, but if not, check the archive of their previous shows, and also the whole indie show will be up this weekend. Talking uh, a little bit of interesting stuff regarding what I talked about in the first segment with some indies going for WWE tryouts. So there you go. Um, we're getting no calls, so I mean, we're going to go ahead and just uh, get ready to wrap the show up. Um, Ashley, anything you want to say before we do wrap it up? If you are in the Norwester area, please, whatever you do, no matter what, stay safe. Don't take any risks, especially with the weather being as bad as I am hearing it is in certain places. What is a Norwester? Thank you. Thank you. I was waiting for that. I don't know. Northwestern area. Northwestern. So you're talking about an opposite, completely opposite end of the country from where the snowstorm is. Northeastern. Northeastern. Hope you don't drown from the drizzle. Yeah, great. (laughs) Hey. That's that. That's what the news says over here. It's like, yeah. Well, you're backwards over, over there. Over here, you get a centimeter of snow. It's like, oh my god, the world's going to end. Seriously. Yeah, but you're getting the wrong part of the country mixed in here. That's the problem I had. <laughs> I just remember, I didn't want to call it a nor'easter, because then I just think of Easter bunnies. Well, that that's a shame. Start thinking <laughs> that way. Start thinking that way. You're just gonna have to because that's what it is. That's the main that that's the main part of the country that gets these kind of storms. Hence, that's why they're called nor'easters. Okay, uh, Brassai, anything you want to say before we end the show? I got one little minor quibble, and it's something that's been posted on the Facebook page. If you folks have a problem with downloading an archive. <laughs> and this has happened a lot, especially with Beyond the Bell. Keep in mind, we don't host the files ourselves. 
Okay, and if you're going to be posting archives on a major server like GoDaddy, which likes to get attacked by Anonymous a lot, there's going to be problems. Now, there's problems with archive.org as well, and a couple other places that we store our archives at. This is what I'm going to tell you what to do. Stop downloading it. Turn off the screen on your computer, go out in the kitchen, make yourself a sandwich, poison yourself with some decon. I don't really care. Go away for about an hour and come back and try it again. It should work fine. Now, nobody's complained about it, but I don't want people to get the impression that people are complaining, as someone on the network did. It wasn't a complaint, it was just a general question, and it's a question we get every week. So for the listeners having problems with the archives, just go away for a little while, come back and download the show. It should work fine. And that's all I've got to say. Now I'm going to go outside and play in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if he was going to be safe. Oh, Uh, and, and special thanks to Papa John's, who's giving me a free pizza tomorrow. That's it. There you go. Uh, be safe, Brass Eye. Uh, you're up there. Uh, hope you don't lose power. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing fine. I'm more worried about Bronx than I am about myself. I, I, the pictures I've, have been interesting. I will say that. A couple years ago, we got three feet of snow. Then we got a two day break. Then we got another two feet of snow on top of it. Once you've been through that, anything else is minor. I'm just. I'm worried about Bronx and Latino and those guys up there in the NYC and even. Andy Knowles in upstate New York because that's that's a good area where they're going to get quite a lot of snow too. Um, it looks like reading uh, Yahoo, which is updating uh, a little every little bit. Apparently, Rhode Island's already lost power. Uh, yep. Thousands, couple ten, ten, ten of thousands. Um, there's some in the sandy areas of New York City. They don't have heat. They still don't Ooh. have heat. Well, they haven't had heat since. Since Sandy blew through, nobody's right. restored anything. Yeah, I know. So I mean, it's just one of those things. Apparently, there's ten inches, and they're still falling in Boston. Boston is projected to get about two feet of snow. From what I heard about New York City, they were projected to get eight to twelve, with an extreme possibility of sixteen. Let me actually bring up my. Uh... One of the cool things is I put uh, New York City weather in my. Parts of Massachusetts and Connecticut, especially the Boston area and those kind of areas, they're projected to get two to three feet. Yeah, and that's so. crazy. I've never had that much myself. I, I've i only had inches. I've only had very little inches. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's crazy to hear about these people getting all of this, and yet, I mean, I'm in the South. And, so. and just think about where J.J. lives, where snow is practically an everyday <laughs> thing. Yeah. You know, to I mean, him, this would probably be nothing. Yeah. Uh, what well, I remember him. my dad saying back, like, in the 60s over here, it was that bad. And the kids were such assholes that they build, they built snowmen in the middle of the roads. Oh, yeah. So people oh, yeah. just ran into them, just oh, totaled their oh, cars. Oh, dude. Let me, let me take you back to 1994. Um, at the time, I was working for the Postal Service. And it scares Sean how many different jobs I've had over my lifetime. But you have to remember, yeah. I'm only six weeks younger than Shark, and he's been carbon dated to find out how old he is. Anyway, 
Um, He's older than Richard III, buried in a car park. So I'm, I'm oh. working at the main building down here at the Postal Service in Philly, which is a frigging huge building. I mean, on one side of it is a major expressway, and on the other side of it is a river. That's how big this building is. And there's, like, one line of parking on the side of the building. And we had a really bad snowstorm back in 94, and the employees would come out at 6.30 in the morning to go home, and they'd be shoveling their cars out so that they could get the hell out and go home. Well, then the snow plows would come up and plow the street, thereby blocking everybody back in with all the snow they just shoveled off their cars. So one guy got a really bright idea, and he decided to build a snowman, a rather large snowman, about nine and a half feet high. <laughs> and, he, and he sprayed it with water, so it formed a nice one-inch thick mm. layer of ice. No, this is not the best part of the story yet, okay? The plow comes through. They start plowing the street again. They start burying everybody's car. They see the snowman, and you could just see the smile on the snowplow guy's face because he was going to destroy this thing that these guys had built. He hit it, and water exploded from the ground. Why? They built the snowman on top of a fire hydrant. (laughs) (laughs) That's not cool. True story. Wow. No, it was absolutely justified. Well, I'm 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 sure it was, but that's that's crazy. That's not Well, it's not like the fire hydrant was needed to put out a fire because I'm I kid you not, this fire hydrant was literally two feet away from the Schuylkill River. Oh. Which is a big ass river. Yeah. Why do you need a fire hydrant two feet away from the river? That's not my problem. Once the un get worried about chat, people are saying, Shifty saying in chat that he had a four-footer back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. We we get some crazy snows out here every once in a while. You get used, You do get used to it. So don't come up north, Sean. Well, I want snow. So, I mean, it's one of those funny things when they've made comments about sending several employees to anywhere they want. And I got asked where I wanted to go, and I said Alaska. So that got funny. So well, that's a little nuts. I know yeah. one of tomorrow's newspapers over here is saying forty-eight hours to snow, Mageddon. Unsurprisingly, <laughs> it's the one that likes to scare the shit out of everyone. But yeah, of course, it's like chaos that there's going to be one flake of snow. Quick question before we get out of here. Okay. Uh, um. I'm doing my wrist tracks marathon, which everybody knows. I need... I don't know what this next movie is. So I'm going to give you a character name, you tell me what the movie is, and I'll know how much of a disaster I'm in for. Okay. Tony Stark. Iron Man. Okay. Thanks. I'm ready to cry now. Good night, guys. <laughs> what? Oh, Lord. Um, I, I did say last week that I'll be starting to do quotes. Uh, my newest quote comes from Steve Martin. Uh, it's actually kind of interesting. You know what your problem is? It's that you haven't seen enough movies. All of life's riddles are answered in the movies. Steve Martin giving a somewhat serious serious answer to a question that was not asked. You know what your problem is? Use that and cheaper, but it doesn't too. Eh. 
let me finish this again, and then you can say whatever you want. You know what your problem is, is that you haven't seen enough movies. All of life's riddles are answered in the movies. So there you go. Um, there's the quote for this week. I'll try to find something a little bit more funny next week. Uh, and for that, we're going to end the show. Tonight's, tonight's song of the night is actually a remix of several songs, several artists. You know what? Just enjoy. I, I got it from... I got it from an artist, and I don't remember the guy's name. He did a great job on it. He did a great remix job. It was good. It was very good. I was very, very happy with it. So enjoy. And we'll catch you guys next week right here on The Open Book. Peace.
I'm so wrong.